You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sister, welcome to episode four of Rooted Feminine. Um, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that we are moving across the country Um, and this isn't new for me. We move a lot, but this is going to be our final move and um, we're moving back home. So that's really excited um, going to the place of our roots, both in terms of the land that speaks to us as well as, you know, where our people are. So um, really, really looking forward to the move. But, you know, we know (laughs) that moving is one of the most stressful events in life. It ranks up there with like birth, death, getting married, moving. Those are like the (laughs) most uh, stressful events. And that's definitely a little bit of my experience. I have found myself very called into my head, very called into overfunctioning, <laughs> very called into stressing and and old patterns and all of those things. So even though I'm somebody who walks the feminine path on a regular basis, who's devoted my life to um, my spiritual practice, my spiritual gifts, it does not mean that I am not thrown right back into old ways of being, right? Um, And I feel like that is the process of rebirthing and that is the process of awakening is that, you know, we're not ever awakened. We're not ever fully arrived or fully there. Uh, The key to me, at least in my journey, is the awareness. Like, oh, I'm aware I'm falling into an old pattern. Oh, I'm aware that I'm doing this again, or I'm I'm anxious, or I'm overthinking, or whatever. So awareness is one of my biggest medicines and one of my biggest tools. Um, but I share all of this because we're going to be talking about body wisdom today. 
and the four feminine wisdom centers, which all reside in the body. And this move has me living from and operating from my head a lot, having to remember dates, having to remember what's happening here and make sure all these plans are executed, which is very masculine functioning, which absolutely serves us, right? In the episode uh, before this, where we talked about polarity, right? That it's not about abandoning our masculine just to be all in our feminine. Each of our energies plays a role for us, has medicine for us, and is a tool for us. I just have been very much in my head, overly functioning in my masculine recently. And so I thought it would be really wise and really cool and poignant for me (laughs) to share about the wisdom centers that live in our body, our feminine wisdom centers. So that's what we're going to cover on today's episode. I think just by being here in this space and listening to these episodes, it's quite obvious that we're yearning for a connection to the feminine, right? Other spirituality constructs teach us that wisdom is outside of ourselves, right? Um, There's a lot going around in the spirituality space about higher consciousness, ascending to the 5D, Um, You know, if you watch the Gaia channel or anything like that, a lot of it is going to be about that, right? Star seeds and um, alien codes and things like that. And I think that stuff is so fascinating. I also really firmly and solidly, which we'll cover today, believe in and um, am drawn to and am aching for the wisdom that lives here on Mother Earth the wisdom that is grounded here in our soil and in our planet and also in our bodies. So 5D, higher consciousness, I think it's cool. I think there is a lot of wisdom, of course, to be gained from that. Um, But it's also a masculine approach to our medicine and magic. It's about arriving somewhere. It's about achieving something or forging to a destination. And the difference with the feminine path is that the feminine path shows us everything that we need to feel connected to to the divine is already within us. It is in our cells, it is in our bones, it is in our blood, it is in our bodies. Because on the feminine path, we acknowledge that we are already divine. We are reconnecting with our divinity. We don't need a third party an intermediary to connect to the divine, all we have to do is go inside of ourselves. And there are four body centers that we're going to cover today um, that that have different elements of this wisdom, different connections to the to the divine. And we can use and play with and call on these different wisdom centers depending on what we need them for. Um, and so I think that that's the really important like differentiator of feminine spirituality and and really claiming and reclaiming your feminine power is that you are divine you are a goddess you are a god you are divinity um, embodied and we are spiritual beings having a human experience and so like i talked about on the very first episode the intentional act of channeling this spiritual wisdom down into the depths of our being and experiencing that i mean that's power right that's what it's all about and what i've been finding these last couple weeks and what i think is true for a lot of people is when we remain stuck in our head or in our masculine wisdom center we notice a few things happen right it cuts us off from our body's innate power right we're we're walking around like um, floating heads, right? We see the world and we hear the world. We, but so we're, we really have maybe a few of our five senses online. We definitely don't have our tactile sense, our touch sense, because that's a body sensation. And then we do not have our sixth sense, our sensing, our intuition, our knowing, our feeling. We absolutely don't have that online when we're only in our heads. That is body wisdom right? So when we're in this analytical, overthinking, um, critical thinking, analyzing place, that's definitely our masculine wisdom center. As I mentioned before, it's a tool. It's definitely serves a purpose and it helps us, keeps us safe, keeps us functioning. Like it's, we need it, 
but we don't need to only operate from it. Because um, doing that keeps our focus really narrow, right? We can't sense into the world. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking like, you can tell when you walk into a room and there's been an argument or something. We don't, that doesn't come in our head. We don't know that. We feel it. We can sense it, right? That's body wisdom. When we're only operating from our head, our experience of our world is so narrow because we're not open to other ways of perception that only come in through the body. It cuts us off from that sixth sense, right? And then we're we're kind of um, end up in these places that us psychotherapists call anxious places. Um, where we are ruminating, right? If all we have are our thoughts and our cognitions and our um, perceptions from our head, th- then we're, we're stuck there. We overanalyze, we ruminate, we go over and over and over the details again, right? What day is the mover coming? Did I get enough boxes? Da, 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 da. That's all head stuff. And there's, I mean, like I've said, our head is a tool. We need to be able to to cognize these things and think about these things. But when we are cut off from our bodies, we get stuck there. We get stuck in that heady space. And we play into the conditioning, right? This is a patriarchal tool, patriarchal construct. You can always count on me to point these out and how they keep us, uh, you know, stuck in our conditioning because how, what, what is one way that the patriarchy conditions us? It's through our media and through the messages we we receive. So if we're only operating from our head brains and our head spaces, and we are perceiving, um, you know, commercial (laughs) commercials back in the day, when we used to have commercials, we'll say ads now, (laughs) Facebook ads, Instagram ads, right? Um, if we're, if we're only taking in information through that, they control that narrative. They control that message. They control what we see, unless we're very conscious about who we're following, what accounts we're paying attention to, what messages we're receiving. Um, but it's still always going to be someone else's message that we're taking in through that analytical mind, through that masculine mind. Um, so it's an easy way for them to keep us playing into our conditioning. When we drop into the body, we can ask, is that true for me? Is that true for me? Does that speak to my soul? Do I resonate with that, right? Our resonance doesn't come from the head. It comes from the body. So getting stuck here, we can play right into the narrative that they want us to be a part of. And it's harder for us to step into our true narrative, our soul's narrative, if we're only in our minds. And what does that keep us doing eventually? Like all of that contributes to us playing small, to us staying staying quiet, staying meek, staying the way they want us to be because they fear feminine power, because they fear our ability to change the world, to manifest whatever it is we want, to come together in congregation and make change, right? So it is also by design that... Our world is set up to reward analytical thinking when done well or correctly or according to the way they've set it up and to keep us ruminating on these things and stuck in our heads, um, which keeps us out of our bodies, which keeps us from living the way that they want us to. Because once we are able, once we know how, and once we um, on a regular basis drop into our bodies and we're operating from the place of feminine wisdom it's like a whole shift, right? All of a sudden we're activated in that sixth sense, right? We are perceiving our world, not only through what we see, hear, and smell, and maybe taste, but also what we touch with our hands and what we sense with our bodies when we're in that sixth sense place. Like I'm opening up right now and my voice changes, my my breath changes, right? Because I am perceiving and sensing with my body. And then if I cut that off and I shut that off, now I'm in my head and you can feel it. My voice picks up. I talk faster. Um, and it's just a different way of experiencing the world, a more powerful way of experiencing the world. When you drop into this body, that's when you 
I'm shaking because I'm dropping into my body. That's when you are activating your feminine magic. And I'm going to show you four ways to do that today. And you're playing in that mystic realm. You're in that sixth sense realm. You're in the place where you feel things. You feel there's been an argument in the room. You just know something's off about that person at the gym, right? Or you you can tell that um, the woman next to you in the Target checkout line, you can tell you know, she's having a great day because her radiance is pouring out and you're perceiving up or you're picking up or perceiving her radiance through your body, right? This is um, activating our feminine magic. This is waking up. This is working in the mystic realm. And when we're in this mystic realm, this is when we co-create with the universe. This is when we manifest those changes, changes for ourselves, changes collectively, those desires that we have, when we feel the desire in our body instead of wanting the desire with our mind, oh, that changes everything, right? It changes the way we feel the desire, the way we connect with the desire, the way we call the desire in. All of that happens in the body. Okay? So ultimately, when you're doing this, you're awake, your magic is, is activated, you are magnetic, you are perceptive, you are wise, you are taking up space, and you are able to trust yourself, right? We're not listening and perceiving those messages that people want us to. And if we are, we're trusting ourselves to use our discernment. Remember, is that right for me? Is that true to me? Does my soul resonate with that? That's when we're able to trust ourselves instead of just follow along with the messages that the patriarchy and whomever wants us to have. Instead of being a character in someone else's story and playing by their narrative, we create our own. So this is why we want to drop in to our body and have that online. Again, the ultimate goal is to have our polarity integrated, to be able to be in the mind when we need and want to be, and to be able to in the body when we need and want to be. Um, but sometimes we need to spend some extra time in the body to bring it online to know what we what we want. So like that pendulum shifting, sometimes we need to shift all the way one way before we can come and settle back in the middle. So activating your body, dropping in, it's really important on the feminine path. And it's where your wisdom and where your power lives in your body. Okay. So let's talk about four um, distinct feminine wisdoms and the four places that they live in the body and then how you can tap into them and how you can start using them. So the first one that we're going to work with, and there's no particular order to these or neither is more important. What you might find, however, is that some are easier for you to access than others. You might have a natural propensity or a natural magic with your heart, in your heart wisdom, or in your root space, right? So you might find that two out of these four are easy to work with, and two out of the four are a little more challenging for you to access. All of us have the ability to access them. Um, just some of us might have a natural talent, just like some of us can draw, and some of us can sing, and some of us can dance or whatever, and others can't do any of those things. That's what I'm saying. We might have a, a natural disposition to some of these, but all of them are accessible to you. Okay. So the first place we're going to start is with our heart. So this is the heart chakra, heart space. It's not just a little tiny area of, you know, the chakra. Sometimes we think, oh, it's like a, you know, a quarter sized location. So you can access your heart through the front of your body, through the side of your body, through the back of your body. It's just a diff, it's just an area where a wisdom lies. Okay. And when you're thinking about, you see, that's, <laughs> I caught myself because I wouldn't say when you're thinking about what I'd rather have, what I'd rather say and how I'd rather have you look at this is when you're feeling into, when you're feeling into your heart space, you can do that in a few ways. Okay. You can just breathe into it. Breath is a really great tool. You can move. Sometimes I like do this wave movement with my shoulders and that helps me get into my heart space. Um, touching, tapping, rubbing, um, scratching, like anything that might bring a physical awareness to the heart space. 
And then when we're really working in our feminine mysticism, there's a few others. There's visualization. Some of us really have um, our clairvoyance online and we can see things very well. So you might see your heart space or visualize in chakras. That would be the color green um, if you're into that study. Also, another color that's really resonant with the heart is like a rose um, rose quartz or a pinky color. Um, crystals can, if you work with crystals, those can be a nice amplifier or a, um, frequency that you can tap into. Um, you can hold the crystal in your hand and the crystal's frequency can resonate with the frequency in your body. Um, also in the feminine space, sensing. So just bringing an awareness, a body awareness, as if you're just like opening up your heart space it's like a feeling or a sensation that one might be act, um, available to you or might not and also a knowing it's so fun to play with these on like when I was sensing it was very expansive and was going wide and when I said a knowing it just dropped deep in my body deep in my heart space so playing around with how you experience these but you might just be able to know your heart and not know with our mind, but know with your body. Like you just know that you're in your heart space. Okay. So whichever one of those tools helps you get there, and it might be a combination, um, meditations or music. Again, that's going in through the mind, but sometimes the mind doorway is the one that's most open because we've been there for a long time and we've spent a lot of energy in the mind. So sometimes using it as a doorway, but then consciously and intentionally saying, okay, I'm going in through music or I'm going in through a guided meditation, but I'm going to use that as a tool to access my heart. So with the intention of being in your heart, any one of those that helps you get in that space, perfectly fine with practice and, um, over time, you'll be able to just drop in your heart. I'll say drop in your heart and you'll be like, boom, I'm there. Right. But that might not be accessible for you right now. And that's totally fine. Okay. So the heart wisdom center is the wisdom of unconditional love. So the characteristics of this wisdom center are compassion, kindness, and generativity. Generativity means pouring into others, caring about and actively pouring into others, okay? Compassion, kindness, generativity. When you use a self-focus on the heart space, this is your emergence. Think of your heart space like your spring, like spring, summer, fall, winter, your spring takes place in your heart. So anything that's budding, blooming, brand new, fresh, that's that heart space for you, okay? And it's great to use your heart intentionally. Each of these wisdom centers, um, we can call on them. We can say, hey, I need heart wisdom in this scenario. Now, don't grasp too tightly on that because that could be like a masculine, like striving, right? So you still want to just say, you know, call on your heart and call it up, knowing that it has its its wisdom, like it almost has a soul. If you like, we I I don't know how I'm saying if I love how I'm saying that, but like, obviously these are all parts of our soul. But your heart, it's like a heart brain. Like your heart has an existence, just like these other wisdom centers. So calling on it, saying, "Hey, do you have anything for me?" Instead of, "You must give me your." information right now right so just a different approach but we can call on them when we want them when we need them but we also want to be open to the messages that they just have for us right it would never be a coincidence it would be a synchronicity but is there just a wisdom that your heart wants to bring you being open to that too and not just like only letting your heart come through um there's times to have boundaries and there's times to be open. Okay. So here are a, an example of a few different situations where you might want to use your heart. Remember compassion, generativity, kindness. So when you're witnessing something happen in the world, like some of these news stories or whatever, right? Our heart space can help us make more sense of that. 
Um, sometimes things just that doesn't make sense. Like I just don't get it. Right. Dropping into your heart space might help you sense and have have an understanding of something that your mind doesn't comprehend. Okay. Um, another place to use your heart or to call on heart wisdom is if you are about to have a difficult conversation with somebody, right? Our natural tendency would be to get defensive, um, or I would say our conditioned tendency, because <laughs> our natural ten- tendency would be to operate from love, right? But our conditioned tendency would be to get defensive or to want to, you know, um, make sure that we get the last word or anything like that. So when you have a difficult conversation coming up, tapping into your heart, understanding, having compassion for the other person that's participating in the conversation, being open to hear both sides of the story, being kind, even if you're disagreeing, being kind in that, you know, so that would be calling your heart trying to understand someone else's point of view. Sometimes you just flat out disagree with somebody um, and you just, again, can't get there with a cognitive understanding. Your heart might be the way for you to understand. Okay, The heart might give you some insight or some wisdom that your head just can't. And then there's some personal times when you want to call on your heart. Let's say you're ready to resurrect some joy. You're ready to resurrect some, some, um, effervescence in your life that would be calling on your heart okay so sometimes you know let's say after a breakup or after a depression or after a challenging situation or something that's had us you know in a funk for a while really working with your heart center and listening to its advice listening to the wisdom that comes from your heart brain that can help you um, resurrect some of that joy that might have been missing for a while And also when you need to make a decision, right? And all of these wisdom centers will help us make decisions in different ways. But I think the heart is um, really powerful in helping us know, remember, is this right for me? Is that this resonating? I think using the heart for that can be great. So one mantra that you can say for yourself to help you activate this heart space and, and drop in here and just know what it feels like is, Heart of a mother. You can say that to yourself. I have the heart of a mother. And sometimes that can be triggering if we don't have the best relationship with our mother and all of that. So you can think like heart of great mother, right? Great mother, Gaia, Mother Mary, any of these archetypes or goddess energies that connote that unconditional love for you. So if like biological mother is tricky tricky or triggering, heart of great mother. Okay, I call on the heart of great mother to drop me into my wisdom center of unconditional love. I evoke the heart of a great mother. Right, and bring that unconditional love, that kindness, that compassion on for yourself. Hey there, popping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered, when women were the sought-after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern-day society no longer celebrates these ideas. We no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons, leaning into the wisdom that Mother Earth so graciously offers. We no longer pour into ourselves and each other mothering a sense of community and well-being. And we no longer co-create with the universe, bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive masculine flavor of the world today. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots. You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live, breathe, and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, 
I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called the six phases of the rerouting cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle, the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when rerouting into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com slash masterclass to register. Okay, so the next wisdom center for um, in the in feminine pedagogy, so to speak, in the feminine um, path would be your gut. So your solar plexus, right under your rib cage, a little bit above your belly button. And so again, these same tools that we talked about, visualization, touch, breath, movement, sound, um, and then getting into the mysticism, bringing on your knowing, your seeing, clairsentient, clairaudient, clairvoyant, bringing those on and sensing into this power center. So your gut or your solar plexus um, is associated with the color yellow on the chakra system. So yellow crystals, um, just calling into your mind's eye, the color yellow, anything that's going to help you drop into there. And in this power center, we're working with things like personal responsibility and boundaries. Okay. Personal responsibility and boundaries. Okay. So sometimes this um, solar plexus has kind of a masculine energy um, because we think of power meaning power over others. Okay. And that's not what we're talking about in this wisdom center. We're talking about self responsibility, self mastery, personal responsibility. That's the feminine. Okay. Boundaries. And then when you're working on your own like rebirth or your own becoming, um, thinking about liberation, liberation lives in this space, freedom, liberation, sovereignty. Okay. You want to use your gut when a few different situations. So if somebody's coming into your space, if they're invading your personal space or a personal physical boundary, calling on queen or calling on your um, your solar plexus, calling on your power center, kind of makes you stand a bit stronger, almost kind of puffs you up. And you're just saying, nope, nope, this is my space. Right? So that power center, that wisdom that comes from the gut. This also can happen when people are compromising your values. So it's not necessarily a, a physical boundary, but it's more like an emotional boundary or crossing your values, asking you to do things, behave thing in ways that you don't feel comfortable with or behaving toward you in ways that you don't feel comfortable with, violating your values. This is also when you would call on this gut wisdom, this gut power, okay? When you see someone being mistreated, right? A lot of times we're conditioned to just keep our mouth shut standing up for somebody, advocating for somebody and advocating for yourself too. Like if you're going to the doctor's office and you're trying to bring something up and the doctor's just blowing you off, mm, call on this wisdom center, find the power to advocate for yourself and say, mm, absolutely not. I don't think that's correct. Here's what I'm experiencing in my body, da, 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 right? So this is when we could definitely call on the gut wisdom center. The other thing is maybe you need to set something straight or someone straight, right? This is about also taking personal responsibility. If you've made a mistake, again, our conditioning is like, oh, they'll forget about it or just don't say anything about it, right? Or don't admit you've made a mistake. Don't apologize, right? 
And as women, I think we over apologize for a lot of stuff that we don't need to, but there are times when we do need to take ownership of something and personal responsibility. So setting something straight, setting a mistake straight. Hey, you know, I screwed up and um, I want to own that. And I want to just apologize for, you know, the way that I came across or whatever. That is absolutely wise. That is absolutely an act of wisdom. And it's something we've been told not to do for a long, 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 long time. But it's definitely stepping into that power that you have. Okay? And also sometimes when you want to redefine your values, right? When you're in um, a rewilding phase and you're stepping out of systems and structures that don't support you, when you are redefining things on your own terms, we need to call on this wisdom center and say, well, what are my own terms? What do I stand for? What don't I stand for? So that discernment can come from the gut as well. And a great uh, mantra here is power of a queen. I call upon the power of a queen to hold my head high, to stand firm in my boundaries, to show up for myself in a way that feels right for me. I have the power of a queen. So just feeling into that for a moment. All right, wiggling my body, moving the energy around a little bit. All right, dropping even further down that third wisdom center. And I don't want to plant a seed because this may or may not be true for you, but this one sometimes is harder to access because. Oh man, does the patriarchy want us cut off from our sexual place, right? They don't want us to know how powerful our sexual energy is. And the womb is not only about sexual energy, while that is definitely what lives here. I want us to be aware that there is more to the feminine than just the sexy side. I think that's kind of glorified right now Um, in the Instagram world, in the TikTok world, you know, your seductress, which yes, is amazing. And we will play in that energy a lot, but it's not the only part of the feminine and it's not the only part of the womb space. So whether you um, biologically have a womb or whether you had a womb and had a hysterectomy or whatever, you still have this womb space. So I'm not necessarily referring just to the organ, right? The um, another word for it that you can go and look up if you like is called Hara, H-A-R-A, which, um, you know, coincidentally is the root word for whore, uh, which meant space or cave, right? And was co-opted by the patriarchy and made to have a negative connotation like many of our um, derogatory names, right? So the Hara So if womb doesn't resonate with you, you can play around with the word hara. Um, But again, bringing our awareness to our womb space through touch, through breath, through movement, through visualization and clairvoyance, through sensation and clairsentient. Hmm. Whatever helps us arrive in the womb space. Again, different crystals or sound frequencies can help us get here. Womb space on the chakra system is um, according or is aligned with the color orange. Um, So calling a color orange into your mind's eye. That's what you want to do to activate this space. Um, a lot of people in the spiritual space and the feminine space are, t- are teaching twerking, which I think is so fun and so fascinating. But what it what are, they're doing is unlocking this sacral chakra, unlocking this womb space. Um, you can, if you can't twerk, like I can't, <laughs> I'd love to learn if anybody could teach me. Um, but just doing circles with your hips um, or little spirals, you know, um, those can help to unlock the space as well. So if you need something that's more physical or, or more movement-based, um, that can absolutely help. But what the womb space is about is alchemy. Alchemy, magical 
change, turning lead into gold, magical change, transmutation, transformation. Okay, so that's what this womb space or this wisdom center is about, alchemy, okay? And what it helps us do is explore the darker side, explore the depths, and make change. Make change in ourselves. Make change in others, but it's not about like casting a spell over someone. It's really about changing our energy. And then if our energy pours out differently, then of course it's going to affect people differently, right? And so when you're working with your womb, the, the season of rebirth that this correlates with is your shadow season, okay? So we can use our womb space when something needs to be released, okay? We have blood mysteries and blood magic here, right? So those of us who bleed, we shed every month, we release every month, okay? But even if you don't bleed or you don't want to get into the blood stuff, um, that's not what you're you're drawn to. You can still think of this as release and letting go. So when there's something that you need to move on from, a person, a situation, a wound, and it needs to be released and shed, this is where we would go with our womb wisdom, our womb magic, our womb um, energy. Okay. Also, when you need a deeper understanding of something, okay, so when it's in our brain, we have like a surface level, our head brain, we have a surface level understanding, right? But the further down we go into the body, the deeper it gets. And so the heart wisdom is still very lighthearted, unconditional love, right? And then the gut wisdom is boundaried, strong, firm. So when we drop into the womb, it's like, oh, I need the depth. I need the deep understanding. What's really going on here what's hidden in the shadows here right so this is where we can open up and you know maybe we're I don't know, dating somebody new and there's a red flag right what does our womb space tell us what does the womb wisdom the sacral wisdom tell us what's in the shadows of that and it'll show us the shadow of that person, perhaps, or it'll show us the shadow of us. And maybe we're looking for red flags and there aren't there aren't any there, right? So the depths of understanding. Okay? When you want to see the hidden reality of a situation for yourself or others, and don't be surprised if you set out to understand one thing and your womb shows you something else, because that's that shadowy place. The womb is also associated with waters, the womb waters. So it's watery, it's shadowy. Okay, so you're not necessarily always going to get the answer that you're initially looking for when you work with your womb. And, and in this alchemy, when you want to really transform something, okay, think of like butterfly going into chrysalis. The chrysalis is the womb, it's the cave, it's the place of entering that transformation takes place so that the butterfly can fly out, right? The caterpillar enters transforms and flies out so that's what's happening in this alchemical place transformation release shadowy understanding right alchemy alchemy is happening here right so when you are working with your womb space a mantra that you can call on is the womb of a witch i enter into the womb of the witch into the shadowy secret places calling on the truth, calling forth the truth. In this womb space, I am willing, able, and ready to make change. I am willing to shed and release the things that no longer serve me so that I can transmute into the next best, highest, healed, whole version of myself. And I do this calling on the womb of a witch. Mm. okay shaking it out shaking it out when you're in the body you want to have ways to move the energy so shaking dancing moving um you can you can energetically flush you can use your hands and kind of draw down energy out the outside of your body whatever moves that for you um but it, it 
if you are activating energy, you definitely want to flush it out, flush it out um, and move it. You don't want to have just a big ball of energy active in your body. <laughs> so once you're done, move it on out. All right, moving down one more layer, one more level to the root. So this is kind of the root chakra, the base of your spine, um, where your tailbone hangs out. That's the area that we're working with. In the chakra system, this is uh, represented by the color red. Okay, so you can drop in there. Sometimes little, again, hip circles, but instead of focusing on the sacral part, focusing on the part where your sit bones touch, that can help you give, a, give you a physical sensation of the space that we're talking about. Breathing, sounding, moving. Visualizing roots, like literal tree roots or roots of a plant can help. Visualizing kind of maybe a rope extending down from you, latching into like the center of the earth, that can really activate the root. Sensing, clairsentience, listening for messages, listening for wisdom, clairaudience. And when you bring that root space online, you're entering the realm of knowing, that knowing without a doubt, sureness, stability, that all comes from the root, okay? And so when you work with this wisdom center, it's about trusting yourself, being sure of your path, and integrating or healing so the womb space might stir up your shadow and then you can drop it down into your root. You can heal it. You can integrate it. Okay. So there's a few different scenarios that you can call on this root. You can call on your root wisdom when you're looking for ancestral wisdom, when you're looking for guidance from your ancestors or your guides, right? Some of you might work with angel guides. Those are definitely going to be up in the heights. These are like the ancestors. These are in the depths. These are in the earth, right? Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, earth to earth. This is the wisdom that we get from our root chakra, okay? And from the root space. So when you want to understand like the long-term implications of a decision, right? How does this affect me long-term? Do I feel stable about this? Does this give me a firm foundation? Does this give me a shaky foundation? How do I feel about this? How do I fundamentally feel about this? That's the kind of wisdom that would come from the root space. Okay. When you're looking for that definitive knowing, like yes or no, right? The womb space is shadowy and watery that's going to give you deeper insight but it's not like a yes or a no that's going to come from this root space definitive knowing and also when you are ready to take up space right what do roots do they go into the ground and they spread creating that firm foundation because when roots are spread wide and spread deep you know, a, a crazy hurricane wind can come and that plant, that tree may be bent over double, but when the wind passes, the tree stands back up because the roots hold it, right? The roots hold it firm. So when you're ready to think about, or when you're ready to feel into, see, caught myself again, when you're ready to feel into taking up space, planting roots in a place, sure, but in a way of being, in a mindset, in a, you know, like staking your claim, like this is my thing. This is my thought leadership. This is my place. This is who I am. This is what I do. That would be coming from your root center. So when you need that kind of wisdom, when you need that kind of guidance, spending your time in um, your root space, okay? And a mantra that we can call on for this root wisdom is roots of a crone. I call upon the roots of a crone with wizened experience 
a crone who knows herself and does not care about the influence of others, who cannot be swayed, who is sure and steadfast and loyal to herself, I call upon the roots of a crone for wisdom to guide me in sure knowing, for wisdom for a firm foundation, for wisdom for long-term decision. I call upon the roots of a crone. Ooh, okay. Oof. All right. Ooh, moving all that energy. All right. So you can re-listen to this episode as many times as you need. Um, you can absolutely go back through these um, four wisdom centers. You can, the more you spend time doing this, like I said, the easier it'll be called to, it will be to call upon the energy. So you might just have to say heart of great mother and you're just there, right? Um, you might be able to say power of a queen and you're just there. Um, but sometimes, you know, that's going to take time, especially if some of these came easier to you or, or were a little bit more challenging for you. But now you know what purpose they serve and how your body is so, so wise and where to go in your body when you're looking for guidance on certain things. So I hope this has been incredibly helpful for you and now gives you a, a practice that you can use at any time going forward. And if you're ready to tap into these four wisdom centers and start activating them in your life or in your business, head on over to my quiz at, or at rootedfeminine.com slash quiz. Um, and it's going to help you see what season of rerouting you're in. There's nine questions, so it's not, not going to take you forever. It's super fast. Um, and it will show you which wisdom center you're working from and which one needs your attention, like which one's speaking to you at the moment. And then you can go and, and do a deeper dive. All right. So again, that's rootedfeminine.com slash quiz. And I cannot wait to see you next time in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.